Welcome to Share the Bytes, Episode 21, The Private Space Race. Hello, Grant. Welcome back, Ian. Hope you're uh, staying nice and cool these days. We're trying. Uh, there's craziness going on in the world. What is going on? I don't know, but uh, I think uh, we need a little bit of a distraction here, and I think we got a pretty good topic to discuss tonight. Being Bay Area natives, we're ducking not only the uh, coronavirus uh, pandemic, but now we got all these forest fires and things, go- and the smoke uh, here in the Bay Area. Yeah, so... Staying indoors, staying safe, and I hope everybody else out there is doing the same and uh, doing well. So thank you for joining us, and tonight we are going to talk about space once again. But more importantly, we're talking about the private space race. It's getting interesting. Very much so. So our last conversation about space was how Linux was being used in the Crew Dragon module, mm-hmm. and the Crew Dragon module was built by a private space company. SpaceX. Yay. <laughs> but they're not the only game in town. It's amazing how many uh, companies are out there that some I've heard of, some I haven't. I know. So we tonight we're going to discuss you know what got all this started, where they come from, and what they're doing. So I think probably the best way to start is why did they all suddenly jump into the private space race? Why do they want to go into space? Well, there's money to be made, I think. Uh, (laughs) That's part of the reason, certainly. But also, um, uh, Elon Musk likes to talk about the the future of humanity and uh, how we need to uh, hedge our bets and uh, colonize another planet just in case uh, we get hit by a big rock. Yeah, but certainly he and others aren't just going to do it on a whim. They need a little bit of encouragement, and that encouragement came from what was called the Ansari X Prize. It did, yeah. That was a quite a project a while ago that uh, uh, had this uh, pot of money out there to encourage uh, companies to innovate and to compete, and uh, some wonderful efforts were made uh, to uh, get into orbit and and back safely. Yeah, and I think. Uh... You know, what it started with is with the X prizes, they're always done to try to encourage innovation. Yes. And when they say the word prize, there's a monetary value. And mm-hmm. granted, I don't think a lot of these companies are in it for the prize itself. It doesn't hey, hurt. I'm yeah. here to offset costs. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, that that is your encouragement. So uh, what it was is it was a $10 million prize uh-huh. for the first company to launch uh, people into suborbital flight. Suborbital, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, in a reusable vehicle. Right. And I believe it was in a two-week time frame. I think that was the goal. Mm, yeah, I remember a time frame. I don't remember the details. The, the article that we have linked in our show notes uh, has all the has a very nice article describing it even yeah. better than we can remember. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so quite a few folks and companies out there they built it, they were going for it, but ultimately it was won by Burt Bertran and yes. his, was it the White Knight uh-huh. and Spaceship One uh, right. crew vehicles. 
Mm -hmm. And what this was is this was basically a sophisticated airplane that had a smaller, basically, I don't know what you want to call it, a rocket or a, a spaceship module. But the airplane took this module, it dropped it from a high altitude, mm -hmm. and then the module engage its rocket engines to get to that altitude to reach sub suborbital uh, yep. flight. So it got a piggyback ride. Yeah. <laughs> so that was, uh, that happened. When was it? 2000. That was a while ago now. Uh, five, 2006, maybe even earlier yeah. than that. Yeah. I think that was the first, uh, prize that they offered the ansari x prize by the x prize foundation yeah created in 1996 uh let's see the prize was won october 4th 2004 2004 okay and it's come a long way from there so you know when they won that prize people didn't just say okay we're done Let's move on to the next greatest thing. We should talk to Jono. He was working with the X Prize Foundation for a while. That's right. Yes, uh -huh. I almost forgot about that. Yeah, you're right. Uh -huh. So, yeah. So what happened was with these uh, Spaceship One and you know the White Knight uh, with Burt Bertrand's company, it was you know wasn't taken over, but you know uh, Richard Branson, the founder of you know Virgin. You know everybody knows Virgin Records, Virgin Airlines. Mm -hmm. He's done mm -hmm. a whole bunch of different products. Well. He invested in it, and he created Virgin Galactic. And I believe their spaceport is based out of New Mexico. And they're using what's called you know, you know, the you know, Spaceship Two or White Knight Two mm. uh, mm -hmm. to create a whole fleet of suborbital vehicles for space tourism. Yeah. Uh, the, it used to be you had to pay millions and millions of dollars to the Russians. Uh, like our, our friend did uh, for Ubuntu. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, he did a, the whole thing with the, the Russians to go up to uh, the Soyuz, in the Soyuz space capsule. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, so now we have Virgin Galactic. Mm -hmm. And when we talked about in our previous episodes, we have Elon Musk's SpaceX and you know that one is working with a you know NASA service contract, but part of that contract is is they can use the rockets that they have designed for private use as well. Meaning it's not just the government that can use them. So you know, they got their investment through government funding and sponsorship as well as whatever funding that they get as well. So they can create spirit tourism there. So that's you know creating this whole idea of. We've got rockets, we've got hybrid airplanes, so we're talking suborbital, we're mm -hmm. talking uh, you know, crew transport vehicles, launch vehicles, all sorts of uh, type of vehicles with different companies. So yeah, in parallel to what the uh, uh, private efforts have been doing in order to supply all these capabilities, uh, it was uh, sponsored by NASA. Uh, so a lot of the contracts that they, these companies have are from NASA uh, funding. And they were, were unable to, since the shuttles were retired, unable to get their uh, uh, astronauts and uh, cargo up with their own. Uh, they didn't have a launch capability. And so they were relying on the Russians. And then uh, that's why this, with SpaceX, 
they were so proud uh, to be launching from American soil in an American rocket uh, to, pr to go up to the ISS and uh, and to come back. And uh, the operational mission is coming up in about a month or so, the yeah. first one. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, it's, again, a really amazing uh, what these folks are doing. So, again, what I think we see here is uh, either a government entity or some sort of foundation, in this case, the XPRIZE Foundation, you know, gets kicks it off. Yeah, kicks it off, gets those creative juices flowing. Yep. And gives people a reason to start. And so now you have more com uh, companies than we can, you know, talk about this year, but to just name off a few, you I mean you've got SpaceX, you've yep. got Virgin Galactic, you've got Boeing doing uh, private uh, space development, uh, Blue Origin, uh, mm -hmm. which is Jeff Bezos's space company. Mm -hmm. Yep. Uh, you've got. Sierra Nevada Corporation, PD Aerospace, a whole yeah. bunch of others. The Wikipedia we article article we listed has uh, a, a number of companies that some I've heard of, some I haven't, that um, are doing some amazing work. Uh, the Boeing Starliner story has been interesting, and they've been trying to leapfrog with uh, SpaceX, and uh, they had a, a bad uh, uh, test flight and weren't able to get the their own people up in their Boeing Starliner to compete with the with SpaceX, but uh, they're coming along as well, and there'll be a second capability, second launch capability, so we won't have to rely on a single source or a single provider of, uh, of launch capabilities. Yeah, and this is very much kind of a crawl, walk, run type scenario where yeah. you know, these companies, you know, they're building things from scratch, and so we're looking at you know, suborbital uh, flights just to get into what's considered weight quote-unquote weightlessness mm -hmm. yep. for your astronauts. Then we're getting cargo transport to the ISS. Mm -hmm. And then we just had a crew transport. Yep, first one, yeah. and demo. Then, and then after that, what's next? Uh, yeah, I mean, we have the... The, the big flag that they're waving around for the United States is for the uh, the Atlas, or excuse me, the um, uh, Artemis project to, to go to the moon, mm -hmm. to put boots on the moon, and the first woman on the moon uh, by 2024 is their target. And so that's, uh, uh, you know, to establish all that they need to do for that, um, that's really kind of practice to go to Mars. So it's from a from a NASA perspective, they're looking uh, ahead, and uh, you know, like you said, uh, taking steps, uh, one step at a time, uh, to head in that direction. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then we're looking at right now just working with NASA and Russia and a few other countries, but some mm -hmm. of the privatization we're seeing right now is the launch of like things like the Starlink satellites. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, eventually people want to get into the realm of space tourism. And, you know, right. that's the whole goal of companies like Virgin Galactic. Mm hmm. Yeah. Mark Shuttleworth, uh, you know, <laughs> was able to pay for his own ticket, but most people can't afford that. So uh, to democratize that uh, that experience, I think, uh, will be amazing for humanity because there are only a few people. A handful of people, I think it's on the order of 20, uh, that have been able to look back at the Earth uh, and, uh, you know, to even, uh, many of them experience the overview effect, uh, which uh, they talk about how 
you know, they look down at this uh, thin line of atmosphere on top of this big blue marble, mm -hmm. uh, and uh, it really changes them. Yeah, yeah, the the nice uh, planet we call home. That's it. It's uh, when you look at it in context from outside of home, <laughs> there's a whole new appreciation these astronauts uh, talk about quite a bit uh, yeah. when they come back. Yeah. And this whole drive, they even came up with a new uh, frame to talk about, it, and they're calling it New Space. Mm hmm. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it emphasizes the relative modernity of private spaceflight efforts, huh? Yeah, <laughs> because I mean, before this, it was just governments. They were the only ones, you know, with enough money and the capability to even build something to go into space. The technology was so advanced and it was so uh, cutting edge research-wise. Yeah. Yeah. And they cost were the prohibitive. Only... Exactly, they were the ones that funded uh, this original research in order to do these first uh, missions. Now that it's becoming, the technology is advancing so quickly. Uh, capabilities are increasing very much. And, uh, you know, more people are getting involved in the game because they can. Yeah. And these government scientists, you know, again, we use NASA as the example. Again, they're sharing their knowledge and their experience with these private companies. Yeah. Um, the, the scientific research community uh, is interesting in how it's um, shaping up to, um, I mean, the ISS has been now up for 20 years. They just celebrated their 20th anniversary doing uh, fundamental research uh, on the ISS. Uh, JAXA, the Japanese um, uh, space program has been involved. Uh, the Canadians have, ha have had some astronauts up there. Uh, the European Space Agency, uh, they're involved. Um, and there are other missions actually that are going up as well uh, from other countries. Um, the uh, United Arab Emirates is launching their first uh, their first space F missions. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, China uh, has their Mars uh, missions uh, going on, and so hopefully uh, they'll be sharing their research as much as we do. Uh, but uh, you know, they every country is competing for for some of this uh, notoriety and this fame. Uh, and hopefully sharing all that scientific yeah. research because it benefits everyone when they do. Yeah. So, and then we're not just seeing the creation of a new industry. We're also seeing creation of new technologies as well. Yeah. Are you talking about the uh, ion thrust engines? I am indeed. Yeah. That's exciting uh, because they don't have to uh, fly up all that solid uh, or liquid propellant, that rocket fuel. Yeah. Uh, the ion thrust engines that are very new, and uh, they've been used uh, in the uh, NASA mission to go to the uh, asteroid that they're about to land on, and uh, they're very hopeful about using a, an upgraded version to go to Mars because uh, it it can uh, it has some great performance characteristics. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, there's a lot to talk about here, a lot of different. Uh, companies that are doing this kind of stuff. So we're definitely going to be linking them in our show notes, mm -hmm. especially for anything we've missed. Mm -hmm. But, you know, you know, when we, you know, in this conversation today, you know, what are you looking forward to, you know, for this, uh, the space race? What do you want to see next? Good question. Uh, 
I think the launching of these new telescopes is going to tell us a lot about the fundamental uh, development of the uh, of the cosmos. Right? They're going to be doing more and more and seeing more with these telescopes. Um, I think the the one that they sent to the sun uh, is providing some amazing stuff right now at the solar minimum mm-hmm. uh, of its uh, cycle. So I think that's going to be really interesting. Um, but everybody gets fired up about boots on the moon. Yeah, uh, that's really exciting to to finally go back to the moon yeah. uh, for not only our country but for the planet and uh, practice for going much much further. Because when you look at uh, you know the the relative sizes of the Earth and the Moon and Mars and where they are in the solar system and how far away they are and how autonomous they'll have to be and uh, I just read recently about the new um, technologies they're going to need for uh, providing protection of, against solar radiation and, and cosmic rays so that uh, they can get there without uh, getting cancer. <laughs> <laughs> it's a hostile environment when you get outside the, ma- the, the magnetosphere oh, yes. uh, yeah. here on Earth. We've been very protected. Yeah. So it's going to be a lot of problem solving risk, but you know that's the whole point of innovation and Again, in the uh, 50s and 60s, early 70s, it was that big push. You know, get get man on the moon, and uh, yeah, that was the that was the original space race, and now we're in a brand new one. And a huge vision that yeah. uh, you know that the, the government in many forms came together to to make happen. Yeah. So, what are you looking forward to seeing, Ian? I'm looking forward to seeing the opportunities it brings to uh, folks, uh, not just the, you know, you know, we're talking about, you know, new industries being created. So we're talking about new jobs. Yeah. We're talking about new technology and new research that can happen and people being able to test ideas out that they never had the opportunity before because they didn't uh, either have the means or the capability. But like you said, when you can democratize something as difficult is space travel, then you'll pick up a lot more interest. You'll pick up a lot more people willing to experiment. Uh, excitement. In excitement, absolutely. A and, big goal that's yeah. way out there that's worthy of effort. Yes. And when somebody can try something they have never done before, that's something new that they can take back and share with the rest of the world. And that's what I'm hoping for is we share what we learn we share these capabilities, and again, we live on this delicate blue marble. And if we can all see it for how wonderful it is, then you know, hopefully, we can also take better care of it because this is our home. Yeah, yeah. Uh, as we look for exoplanets, uh, we find uh, that we are uni- more unique than we thought. Um, and they're finding a lot of them now. There's there's announcements all the time. Yeah, and that's a great conversation for another day. Yeah. So <laughs> uh, yeah, we've covered a lot of ground, and we uh, have a lot of links. Uh, we're excited about this. Uh, it's very inspiring. Um, it's a you know big audacious goal for uh, humanity to to go to another planet again. Um, you know, not just the ISS, but to to step beyond and to to see what comes next. So uh, I'm excited to see what, how it goes. Yeah, me too. So, you know, until next time then, take care, Grant. Thanks, Ian. All right. And thanks everybody for listening. Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.